Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, this is Jeff Hunt. We are broadcasting from a very unique location. We are on the mall here in the U.S. Capitol, Washington, D.C., for the 50th annual March for Life. We have taken 30 students from Colorado Christian University and brought them out here, and they have a very unique experience. Not only do they get a chance to attend the rally and the march, which is kind of this historic march from about midway down the mall here all the way to the U.S. State Capitol. It's a different route than they're normally doing. But then they're going to attend Students for Life conferences, and they're going to be trained to become pro-life leaders in their communities. And so this is really a historic moment. It's the first march following the fall of Roe v. Wade. And the energy's here, the excitement's here, and it's still, uh, still great to be uh, a very, very unique moment, which is exciting. And with me here is Daria Nichols. She's the president of CCU for Life. Daria, we just finished the rally. Let's just start there. What is the rally? What did we just go through? Give us kind of a description of that. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible every year to see how many people are at the march. This year, I the mall is full. There, People are just so excited. Um, we heard from so many really cool people that have just really um, affected so much change, um, especially what was really cool is the attorney general that brought the Dobbs case. Um, she spoke, and just to hear from such an amazing woman, um, just inspiring the next generation to stand for life, um, just in law and medicine, um, just in so many ways, is just so powerful, especially being here. Uh, this is my third time coming to the March for Life, and the first one in a post-road world is just a different level of, exci of excitement, and it's just remarkable to be here. So, Daria, what kind of speaker? They had a whole host of different types of speakers. You mentioned the uh, Attorney General from Mississippi that brought the Dobbs v. Jackson women's health case that brought down Roe v. Wade. What, what were some of the speakers? Describe for our audience who you heard from. Um, well, one of the ones that really deeply impacted me was the CEO of the American um, Academy of Pro-Life OBGYNs. I'm blanking on her name right now, but um, she is just such a testament that the medical side um, and the science is on the side of the pro-life field, and there are people that stand for life and care for two patients. And so when we think about that, like, it's just, it's just amazing. And um, we heard from um, a... Um, a Catholic sister that has a twin with Down syndrome um, and being able to hear from someone that um, truly shouldn't statistically be here, right? Um, in, I think uh, in Iceland, 99% of the babies born with Down syndrome or tested for Down syndrome don't make it outside the womb. Um, even in America, I think the statistic is above 50%. So just seeing people that statistically are um, undermined and aren't valued to stand before us and say, I have value in the eyes of God um, and I deserve life. It was just remarkable. Daria, the criticism is often that the pro-life movement is made up of a bunch of old men that want to control women's bodies. You're a young woman, uh, college age. You're just about to graduate from Colorado Christian University. And not only are you pro-life, you're the leader of the 
CCU for Life, a club on campus. Why do you support the pro-life movement? Why, why not join with other women and say, my body, my choice, and protect the right to an abortion? Absolutely. Um, I think what the, the media and just society has twisted the idea that women aren't capable of doing of doing both, being a mother and having a career. Being a woman um, is inherently inherently bad because um, we are some, somehow at a weakness for being able to produce life from because of the gift of, that God has given us to produce life. Um, and so our group is mainly made of women that say, no, I, I am resisting. I believe that life is valuable and I believe that I am capable of choosing life and standing with my communities. Um, there's plenty of p women in our group that have been adopted from other countries that were given the chance at life and they say, I am grateful for my life and I have value even um, if I I, yeah, even even if it statistically wasn't um, possible that I should be here, I am here, and I'm a testament to the goodness of God. So we're just now marching. So we're leaving the rally, and we're joining with, I mean, tens of thousands of people. Uh, historically, about a hundred thousand people, and uh, we've got 30 CCU students here. They all got on an airplane uh, the other day and flew out here to be a part of this movement. In fact, Colorado Christian University has submitted for federal trademark protection the line Pro-Life U, which we are very proud to embrace. We want to be Pro-Life U. We want people to know that Colorado Christian University is Pro-Life U. So now we're, we're stepping onto one of the main roads, and it's a new route this year. We're going past the U.S. Supreme Court, but we're not stopping there. In fact, we're going to Capitol Hill to Congress because that is where the fight for the future of life is going to take place. The fall of Roe v. Wade did not mean that the nation became a pro-life nation by any means. What that means is that pro-life or is that abortion can be regulated via legislation, which was really restricted. You could only restrict abortion after viability, which meant uh, once a baby could live outside the womb. Those were the only restrictions you could put on it. And the fall of Roe v. Wade with Dobbs was allowing Congress to be able to write laws affecting preborn children even up to the moment of conception. Now those laws haven't passed. Uh, they've hardly even been voted on. But that's, I think, going to change. And it's not only going to change at the federal level. States localities, communities can now engage in this issue in a way they couldn't have before. And so the march will go all the way to Congress this time. So Daria, tell us a little bit about some of the students that are joining us and some of the work of CCU for Life. Yeah, um, so it, if you aren't aware, Colorado has one of the most pro-abortion laws in the country that says that the fetus has no laws under the state. Um, and so last March in 2021, we, or 2022, <laughs> we actually had um, a group go and testify of about 12, 14 students that stayed there till 3 a.m. Um, and so plenty of us are here and we know and understand that while this march is important and historic, it needs to be um, continued to Colorado. Um, and so we will be testifying this semester on whatever pro-choice um, bills come our way, and we'll do our best to protect life at our state level. And you were a big part of the fight down at the state capitol last year when they passed RIA, which was short for the Reproductive Health Equity Act. And that law essentially 
put into statute, not into the Constitution, but into, into the statute of Colorado, that a preborn child has no rights. It allows for unrestricted abortion with uh, no type of really ability to, to stop an abortion, even moments before a child is born. Even if the child survives an abortion and is living outside the womb, uh, doctors in Colorado do not need to provide care to that. So Colorado is one of the most extreme abortion states in the nation. And Daria, you were down there staying till, gosh, uh, two, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 4 a.m. You were down there testifying. And uh, uh, CCU for Life also provided some very important research for lawmakers as they were debating that. It became the longest filibuster in state history. And CCU was really kind of right a part of that because it's a strategic priority of the university to to impact culture for the sanctity of life. And so it's it's part of who we are. It's part of our DNA, and and that's why we're a part of this. Now, <laughs> you may hear some some chants. This is a common chant that's heard during the march, uh, where different schools challenge each other. They'll say, "We love babies." Yes, we do. We love babies. How about you? And then the other school will respond, and uh, and then a school will declare victory. I guess they like babies more than the other schools do. <laughs> but I think it's interesting as well. One of our students um, shared this morning that a friend of hers had had an abortion when she was only 16. And just the silence that that woman felt like she had to have, um, I think that's a common misconception that I just wanted to touch on. We, Well, we are here for the babies. Yes, we want to... Um, <laughs> stop abortion because it targets a voiceless people group. But we also want to be here for the communities, the 63 million women that felt like they had to make a choice to end the life of their child for and whatever reason it was. We're here for the women and for the families and for the men that are hurting as well. And that I think is often a misconception of the Christian, Christian pro-life movement that we're only here for the babies. But we're here for a whole um, a holistic view of what society can be when we value life that God gave us. It, it really is a, a, a whole different alternative worldview, right? So part of the challenge we face in this culture is young people are told that kind of a radical individualism is the right way to go. That, you know, you can pretty much choose to live the life you want to live. I've seen that even uh, posted by our, our governor. What makes Colorado great is you can choose the life you want to live. And uh, oftentimes there's no, no guidance in that. Um, and so people flounder. It sounds great initially, but uh, you, you start to flounder, and when you face challenges and pain, who's going to be there to help you uh, if you've decided to just basically live your life totally independent and uh, free from any connections? And so what we're proposing, what we're offering, is an alternative worldview to that, based in community, based in love, based in support, based in... Uh, building strong and healthy families and providing a situation where, you know, a child gets to grow up with a mom and a dad, uh, male and female, pouring that into their children. So, friends, we're going to continue this conversation. We're right now in the actual March for Life, talking with students from Colorado Christian University out here in Washington, D.C. We're going to continue this conversation when we get back. Continue to listen to the Frontier Freedom Hour sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University.